0: Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is Procrastination Research. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. So I'm doing something a little different for this episode because, uh, well, I thought this was really interesting and figured that others would find it interesting too. I read an article in the September-October issue of Psychology Today on procrastination and some of the research that's been done on this extremely common activity or lack of activity. The author of the article defines procrastination as the gap between intention and action, that is... We want to do something or feel that we should do something, but we don't get going on it because we're doing less important things instead, also more enjoyable things instead. Of course, if we are all totally rational, you know, robots, we would always do the most important things first and then work our way down the priority list. Obviously, this isn't how it works. Instead, we work on more enjoyable tasks or maybe less boring or painful tasks first. Of course, all the while we feel that nagging guilt in the back of our heads that we should be working on something else. It's probably important to point out that forgetting about something is not procrastination. It only counts as procrastination if you're consciously aware of a task, but choose to do something different instead. It also doesn't count as procrastination if you never get to some task because you're working on more important things. For example, touching up that paint in the kitchen that would be nice to get to, but isn't really a burning priority. That's just a victim of having too many things going on in your life and needing to make choices among them. Of course, if you decide to sell your house, then you know that may make the touch-ups more important. But otherwise, they just don't make the cut before then. I found it really interesting that the article author said that procrastination is tied to impulsivity in that when we procrastinate, we impulsively choose some pleasure in the moment over some future reward. For example, clicking through YouTube videos is more fun than responding to work emails, even if YouTube won't eventually get you a raise, or at least the possibility of a raise. So in that moment, we're faced with two competing options, YouTube Or emails. Of course, we're actually faced with more than two, but whatever. When we procrastinate, it's because we impulsively give in to the temptation of the immediate reward. It's the same thing when you choose the bacon double cheeseburger instead of the salad. The immediate reward wins out over the long-term fuzzier reward of better health. Part of what happens in these moments is that we discount the value of the future reward, so the immediate reward seems bigger by comparison. This makes it easier to choose the option that's more fun in the moment. Of course, if we were to really stop and think about it, we would correct this bias that we start out with. For example, you know, well, I really should get to those emails. They've sort of been piling up. And you know, frankly, I'll feel better knowing that I'm all caught up with them. But as a society, we live in an age of plenty in an age of instant access. We have far too many interesting diversions available. The internet is especially tempting, but cell phones, iPhones, iPods, Blackberries, etc. etc. give us an ever-present alternative to less appealing tasks. No wonder people who have trouble filtering out distractions stand out more now than they used to. I don't think there's more ADHD out there now, I just think it's more noticeable. Research has found that there are four factors that predict how likely we are to procrastinate on something. So they are, number one, our expectations for success at the task. The greater the likelihood for success, the less likely we are to procrastinate. Makes sense? Number two, the value of the task. The more fun and or important something is, the less likely we are to procrastinate. Number three is our need for immediate gratification. Or stated another way, how good we are at delaying gratification. The better we are at waiting for something good, the less likely we are to procrastinate. Also, the shorter the wait, the more likely we are to do that chore first. Number four, impulsivity. The more impulsive someone is, the more likely they are to jump off to something more enjoyable and procrastinate on the more important task. So once again, the four factors are expectations for success, value of the task, ability to delay gratification and impulsivity. Now, as many adults with ADHD might be able to attest to, the biggest driver of procrastination is is impulsivity. The other three factors also have some influence though and can overcome that impulsive tendency, but it isn't easy. So what are the practical lessons from this research, which is, you know, probably that matters most to the people listening to this. Well there are four of those too. so let's go through them. Number one when you find yourself thinking about procrastinating remind yourself of the price paid for it as vividly as possible. So think about the specific situation that you'll find yourself in, how you'll probably feel, what it will take to get things back on track, and what may not be fixable. So, for example, when tempted to put off working on that boring report for work, remind yourself of the stress that you felt in the past when you did that. You know, how your stomach churned and how you tended to be sort of short with coworkers because you just didn't have time for them. You may also want to remind yourself of how your reputation may suffer if you get this in late, or that the quality of the work won't be as good when you're rushing at the last minute. Second implication of this research, work on accepting that it's okay to not feel okay. In other words, it's okay to feel bored or wish that you were doing something else. Those are normal emotions. But just because you feel something doesn't mean that you need to act on it. So tolerate that discomfort and do the right thing anyway. Once you get going on that task that you've been delaying, you'll probably find that the discomfort decreases. Third implication of this research, figure out what to do. We're most likely to procrastinate when we're not sure how to proceed. We don't like that feeling of uncertainty and therefore avoid it by moving on to something that we feel more sure of. So if you're not sure how to start something, It just means that you need to spend some time figuring that out. It may involve some wrestling, and you may feel lost or frustrated, but hopefully the invested effort pays off. And finally, the fourth implication of this research is remind yourself of your values. That is, ask yourself whether procrastinating fits with the person you would like to be or the life that you would like to lead. Sometimes putting this one task into the bigger picture will make it easier to see it as important. Bite the bullet and get going on it. Then you'll probably feel better for doing it. So if you're a procrastinator, remember, you're in good company. There are also lots of aspects of current society that don't make things any easier for you. So go easy on yourself for it. However, at the same time, remember that procrastination doesn't have to get the best of you. Our next episode will be something a little different too. So as we approach Thanksgiving, I'm going to talk about the complexity involved in creating a large family gathering and some of the ways to make your life easier. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.